Welcome to Climate Quickies, bite-sized nuggets of climate goodness from our TEDx London experts in under five minutes. So we are here during Climate Week in New York City and we are recording Al Fresco outside on a New York City rooftop, which is like the most New York thing I think we can do here. So you will have to forgive us for the honks and the sirens and the air conditioning units we're around not even us. We're edit it out. Just leave it in. Yeah, we're just going this in. is like authentic, right, it's Marcelo? Culture. So we have got Marcelo we've got Marcelo Mena from the Global Methane Hub with us today. Um I'm like a huge fan of Marcelo and Thanks. You can also check out his awesome TED Talks if you want more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Talks, plural. Plural. So you're the global director, or you're the, you're the director of the Global CEO, Methane yeah. Hub. Um, okay, give us the one minute important stuff we need to know about methane. Basically, it's half of the warming we've had overall. You know, the world is being warmed in two rates, one simmer with CO2 and a blowtorch on top. If you take, you shut off the flame for, for the simmer, It'll take a while for the for the water to cool. In case of uh, methane, it's it's turning off that blowtorch that we've got on top of the warming we've already experienced. Right. So therefore, it will be the fastest way to reduce temperature. And we know this year how important a tenth of a degree is mm. Celsius because basically all the craziness that's gone on this year is a set, uh, is one degree of warming. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, so I always think yeah. about methane as like the greenhouse gas is like the super thick thick blanket mm. and uh, CO2 mm. and carbon dioxide is like the thin blanket mm-hmm. but the thing about methane as I've learned from Marcelo is that it is not around for a long time but it has this super warming effect right yeah. so it lasts roughly 12 years in the atmosphere and it's 86 times more powerful than carbon dioxide and so therefore just burning it for example makes it better because uh, you know you're re- transforming it from methane to CO2 is a big reduction and so, since it's short-lived, if we shut off those emissions, its warming effect will disappear soon after. Okay. The, but the other challenge, though, is that most of it is coming from developing countries. So, 60% of emissions are from the industrialized nations. In the case of methane, it's around 80% non-industrialized nations. Right. When you say industrializations, what do you mean? Uh, U.S., Canada, okay, EU, right. Russia, nations. U- right, right, UK, right, right, right. like the, yeah, and Russia. So, okay. Before we get into it, you are now the director of the Global Methane Hub, but before that, can you tell us a little bit about what you were doing that got you to do this work? Like, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I, I've always worked on short-lived climate pollutants. These are the ones that are overlooked. I'm an air pollution-obsessed uh, person. <laughs> I smell pollution, probably have like 30% error in my estimation I, I wish it was, it was it was not true but it is I do really I'm an asthmatic so I'm obsessed with cleaning the air but then I started hearing that many of these pollutants you you reduce them and you have climate benefits so black carbon is one of those it's the soot that comes out of diesel mm. wood it's the what makes the, the pollution black right and methane and yeah. so therefore I'm I, I always had an obsession to also address agricultural sector because the agricultural sector always gets a little bit of a free pass in terms of environment. I got my PhD at Iowa, so therefore, you know, you'd smell bad bad smell, and they'd say smells like money, you know, like and and it's uh. Right, that's so- interesting. <laughs> So let's get into it, right? Yeah. So Ben, let me ask you, where does methane come from? Do you pop quiz? Do you Cow know? Cow burps. Cow burps. So we learned Cow that from burps. one of our previous. 
from farming, from food waste. Yes, there we go. And from transport like oh fossil fuels always always say drilling fossil drilling fuels. drilling going for find getting fossil fuels yes. that's right isn't it exactly so oh the, my gosh I'm so, so all that oil and gas the fracking that you guys heard about that was pretty bad the fracking destroying yeah. destroying the the having this cheap uh, natural gas yeah. and oil that led to a lot of that methane to be vented and when you take that into account it may make natural gas actually worse than we expected and so therefore not the transition fuel that we expected but really probably an enemy of renewable energy right because you i learned this from you that if like in getting natural natural gas i'm using quotations for natural um you leak enough methane it is more polluting than coal yeah if it leaks at more than like three percent uh and most many places in the world do leak at higher than three percent it may be worse than coal yes right so that so fossil fuels which is not a surprise because they're bad yeah (laughs) but uh, agriculture ben was right Mm. tell us about methane in food production and food waste yeah so there's two there's two main sources and the production side of things the methane uh, emissions are livestock production meat and dairy Rice. They're the two major producers. Rice, when it's produced, when it's kept underwater, when the water's stagnant, that it starts to decompose and causes methane. And then the cow burps, as you said, and and on the food waste side of things, when that when it's when the food, which is a third of the food, ends up in the trash, it decomposes and forms methane also, and that's also a big uh, pollutant. Uh, So sixty percent of methane emissions are the food system. But also food waste, if you take uh, into account the methane, plus what you spent in energy and resources to make that food, half of the food system's emissions are from food that nobody ever eats. Right, let's talk about composting. So, so the, if, if you take your trash to the organic, to the, if your trash, your organic waste goes to the trash, it'll decompose and Like leftover food and stuff. Exactly. It'll Apples. go. It'll go for methane. If you divert it and do something different, uh, then you have a chance of actually reducing those emissions. So, if you're at home, I mean, ideally, you should have three trash cans: one for trash, one for recycling, and one for organic waste. And many municipalities do that, and it should be automatic, etc. But when you're in an apartment, you probably don't have a lot of space for, like, let's say, a composting bin. Yes, true. And and so then, therefore, there's these like. Uh, home composters, food cycler, Lumi, multiple ones, what they do is they heat up the so the the humidity goes away, so then the chance of it spoiling anaerobically goes down substantially. They grind it up and then you have this sort of inert compound that you could use to to fill your soil uh, or throw it out in the trash too but with less chance of methane being generated. I love it because I have massive guilt about not being able to if I live in an apartment building I don't want to have like a bin where things can start being growing and being weird and all of that it's just the flies for me that I don't know where they come from but they're always around oh, no, but, but these but things are sealed they, right? they are sealed so the flies go away so the, the, the thanks for listening to this quickie this episode was created by our superstar podcast team at 10x London until next time stay curious